I have failed in so many ways <laughs> and I need to be held accountable and keep you updated. So when I started this podcast, you know, I said I was going to do a new episode every week. Obviously, it's been more than a week. <laughs> so done is better than perfect, right? And I am still a work in progress, you guys, and I'm trying to get over my analysis paralysis and, you know, fear of not being perfect. And it's so much easier for me to tell you guys to do it than to eat my own dog food, so to speak. <laughs> so this is me eating my own dog food. First of all, huge shout out to Eric Legrand. Cheers to you, Eric as Eric took the time to do a podcast with me. And it was the first time we did a video one. Um, got some feedback from you guys, you wanted to see video. And guess what? As I learn, I'm still learning the technical behind the scenes stuff too. And uh, yeah, it's a little more complicated than I thought. So I have to match up the video and the voices. So anyway, it's all excuses. Um, just out of my comfort zone. So I've been snoozing that and pushing it off. But it's he, if you don't know Eric Legrand, he is so inspiring, such an amazing friend. Um, but I wanted to touch base, kind of let you know what's been going on with me. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Is that like, we're all doing that constantly, right, you guys? It's. I feel like we get ready for one thing and then something happens. And I cannot even imagine being a parent throughout all this. And uh, my heart goes out to you guys. Um, I don't know who else is a Game of Thrones fan out there, but it made me think of Littlefinger. And I know he's kind of an ass. Um, well, really an ass. But he had this quote, right? If you remember, he said, chaos is a ladder. And he told Varys, he said, chaos isn't a pit. It's a ladder. Many who try to climb it fail and never try again, and the fall breaks them. So I don't know about you guys, but I have failed, fell <laughs> throughout this pandemic. And um, it's a good reminder that we got to get up and keep going. Even though he was not the greatest guy, I think it's good advice. Um, so in this chaos, I wanted to share some things with you about me in case it helps some of you. I am all over the place, not just with work, with trying to exercise, eat right, having some kind of balance in my life. Um, I actually, you guys, I just bought a stability ball, like one of those big yoga balls, and an under the desk elliptical foot thing to try to get some exercise. And I've been walking around in a posture corrector and essentially a girdle, a waist trainer. <laughs> so it has been an interesting time here. But, you know, again, done is better than perfect. So even if I go to the pool, which I did last night, and swim like nine laps, I think I burned like 16 calories, you guys. I mean, and I'm actually sore today. <laughs> but it's better than not showing up, right? Quick update on the whiskey experience. I'm so excited and grateful to those of you who are responding to surveys and giving your input. What I've learned kind of blew me away. You know, my grand master vision for this is shifting. It's pivoting. Um, a lot of you have said you want one-on-ones. A lot of you have shared that you're not necessarily ready to meet a bunch of people on Zoom or you're tired of Zoom or you don't want your face on the camera, just mine, <laughs> or one-on-ones, right? And then as we get to know each other better, you know, I can help pair you up and introduce you to certain people. So we're shifting, we're, but I'm really excited that you guys are excited because we really need more ways to connect right now and learn, keep our brains sharp. And you guys, seriously, what's more fun to learn about than whiskey? I mean, I might be biased, but... Come on. Since I haven't been consistent with this podcast, I'm not sure what you guys are finding really valuable yet, but I will go back to once a week, even if it's just me, you guys, even if it's like this, super casual, just checking in, 
we're gonna do it, okay? And I also want you to know kind of some of the struggles I'm coming across in case anybody else can relate or is trying to start a side hustle, um, any of this stuff. So I sent out my first series of emails this week for the people that signed up for um, the whiskey experience. And guess what I learned? <laughs> I have this amazing email list that I recently transferred over and the names didn't all transfer. So there's a lot of tech stuff behind the scenes that has to go on. Um, and then I realized a lot of you prefer to text than email. And I do agree that email is pretty oversaturated. So I'm not sure if you guys have heard about this app called Community. It's um, a texting app. So I have an interview with them next week. So if I get in and I'll keep you posted, I'll let you know if I don't get in and why, because maybe it'll help you. Um, I think it'll be cool because I'll be able to determine by your area codes who's in the same region so that you know, I can help facilitate you guys connecting, doing business together, um, networking, and hopefully sometime soon we'll all be able to get together in real life and we'll already kind of know a little bit about each other. So I think that's pretty cool. If you've been following me on Instagram at Jackie James, you may have seen that I am now a published co-author uh, thanks to a beautiful book called In Her Purpose. And it's a book about 40 Asian American women entrepreneurs who are essentially coloring outside of the lines and going against the grain. And I was very, very flattered to be asked to have a chapter in this book. So today I'm gonna read you my chapter just so you can kind of get to know me a little bit better. And I highly recommend, you know, if you wanna hear more stories like this, get the book. Um, I just added it to my Amazon store, which is just amazon.com backslash shop backslash Jackie James. Uh, I'll put that on my site too. So this is all a little easier. Again, you guys, I'm figuring stuff out too. <laughs> so as I challenge myself to be more open and upfront with you guys and share everything, some of you know about you know my time in corporate America and some of you don't. I'm so grateful for that time. It really taught me so much. It tested me, it challenged me. Even the parts that you might cringe at while listening to this, know that everything is meant to be for a reason. And that's why all of us are who we are today because of everything we've gone through. Appropriately, my chapter is called Be Uncomfortable. So here we go. I grew up believing that being successful solely meant marrying well and having children. The women I looked up to followed that blueprint to a T and I didn't know anyone who had chosen a different path. Although popular and seemingly confident, my insecurities ran deep and I struggled with my self-worth, often worrying that I wasn't marriage material because I didn't look like my peers. I remember praying that I would wake up one day with fair skin, blonde hair, blue eyes, because then I would be desirable and quote, wife material. Growing up in Newport Beach, a predominantly Caucasian neighborhood, it was difficult to find role models that looked like me and that I could relate to. Even after serving as class president at Corona Del Mar High School and then becoming the fourth female and first minority ASB president, Associated Student Body President, in the school's history, I still didn't feel good enough or that I was truly accepted. It wasn't until that movie Wayne's World came out and Tia Carrere was globally embraced as a quote exotic and hot lead character that other people started seeing me as attractive and desirable. 
What I didn't understand at the time was that it was never about what other people thought of me. It was always about what I thought of myself. After high school, I did everything, quote, the right way. I received a scholarship to the University of San Diego and graduated early to start working and climbing that esteemed corporate ladder. Remember, I believed that at the end goal was to get married and have kids, and work was just another four-letter word that I had to put up with until my Prince Charming came and rescued me. I never thought that work was something that I could actually truly love and be passionate about. I spent 14 years working at Nissan North America and the Irvine Company, two incredibly successful organizations and industry leaders in automotive and real estate, respectively. Those years taught me that there's a big difference between being good at what we do and doing what we love. I thrived off of making my parents proud and giving them bragging rights to my life that looked oh so good on paper. Towards the end of my corporate career, I began to settle in my personal life. I dated men who were also great on paper, but was never truly in love. Frankly, I just wanted to hurry up and get married so I could quote, retire and start my real life as a wife and a mother. When I thought I finally found the one, the universe gave me the best gift I never knew that I really needed. Our relationship ended abruptly and I was forced to reevaluate my priorities and purpose, both professionally and personally. I wanted more and for the first time, I actually believed that I deserved more and I knew that I was capable of doing and being more. I wasn't ready, but knew it was time to not only start a new chapter, but to write a whole new damn book. I was more scared of living a life of mediocrity, of playing it safe and pleasing others, than I was of taking a risk and betting on myself, despite what anyone else thought. I knew it was time to take a leap of faith and that I'd build my wings on the way down. In the corporate world, I found that my identity and value were often tied to my title and how much money I made. There were so many unspoken rules about who I could and couldn't talk to based on my position. Being someone who was raised to respect both the janitor and the CEO, I often struggled with the politics of it all. Later, I realized that much of this was due to insecurity, new managers, and their fear of being replaced. It was time. It was time to find my passion, my purpose, my people, and most importantly, it was time to find me, find myself. By deciding to leave my job and my relationship, I also left behind the benchmarks and the expectations of what others thought that my life should look like and what they defined as success. By creating room for more, I was quickly rewarded with incredible opportunities to work with extraordinary athletes and media. Knowing almost nothing about the sports world, I was fascinated with how warm and welcoming the community was and how much they valued me and my opinions, even though I didn't have the title or salary that I was so accustomed to being defined by. I learned and appreciated so much that I was inspired to create Girly Locker Room, a platform focused on the social side of sports and the relatable human side of athletes. I wanted to build a bridge for people like me who weren't familiar with sports to help us to better connect with and understand professional athletes who until this point, I only heard negative stories about. Like so many other sports outsiders, I only knew about domestic violence, DUIs, and performance-enhancing drugs. And yet, in my own personal first-hand experience, what I saw 99% of the time was exceptional discipline, teamwork, humility, and an insatiable thirst for excellence. I needed to share my perspective to allow other people, more people, to experience and see what I was fortunate enough to firsthand. 
Girly Locker Room taught me the importance of trying new things, appreciating alternative views, being brave, and defeating stereotypes. Just because something has always been done one way, it doesn't mean that that's the only way, the best way, or even the most efficient way. In fact, sometimes it takes a newcomer to see the forest through the trees. Getting out of my comfort zone and out of my own way, I challenged myself to question and reassess practically everything that I thought I knew. I switched cell phone carriers, tried different ways of eating, went to a Buddhism class, changed my usual drink order. That one, that last one, <laughs> changing my usual drink order, that is the one that changed my life. When you think of a whiskey drinker, who do you see? Not me, right? Probably not and understandably so. Personally, I would imagine a John Wayne tough guy type of man, a Caucasian cowboy who smells like leather and kills spiders with his bare, rough hands. But I loved my first taste of whiskey, and not just the taste, the whole experience. I loved the confidence that I felt, the conversations I had, and the different kinds of people that I met that if it wasn't for whiskey, I would never have had the opportunity to meet them otherwise. It was truly love at first taste, but I felt uncomfortable ordering a bourbon neat as my comfort zone screamed vodka soda or Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. I mean, that's what people that look like me are supposed to drink, right? It was that moment that I remember thinking, I really love this brown juice. Somebody really needs to step up and make it more relatable and appealing for people like me. And then I realized I am somebody. <laughs> Suddenly, my purpose was clear and my passion took over. It was no longer about me. It was about all the other people who felt like me and needed somebody to lead the way. It was about the misunderstood, the stereotypes, and finding and celebrating commonalities with the seemingly different. Just as I never thought of myself as exotic or attractive until Wayne's World came out, just as I never thought I'd have any interest in sports or have anything in common with athletes until I started Girly Locker Room, I knew in my gut that sharing my whiskey story was about so much more than just whiskey. It was about relationships, about confidence, inclusiveness, and whiskey, whiskey's the vehicle, the conduit on how we get there. I decided to put my money where my palate is and became a certified and then an executive bourbon steward. Obsessed with learning more, I made several trips to Kentucky and could not stop learning, tasting, studying all things whiskey. Shortly thereafter, I became the very first global ambassador for Bourbon Plus Magazine and the 2019 host of the Whiskey Women panel at Bourbon and Beyond in Louisville, Kentucky. Side note, you guys, I'm so sad. It was canceled for 2020 because of COVID, but we got to do what we got to do to move on from this, keep everyone safe. Now, I know what you're thinking because I was thinking it too. How would people in the whiskey community respond to me? I didn't look like any of them, and I was nervous about how I would be received. Well, just as the sports community blew my stereotypes and expectations out of the water, so did the whiskey community. I've never been so warmly welcomed and greeted with such kindness and love. I learn something new every day from them and not just about mastering my craft. Similar to our sports family, our whiskey family teaches me about the person that I wanna be. And they continue to encourage and challenge me to push myself harder than I ever thought possible. I truly believe that this ever-expanding whiskey family is a gift for my stepdad in heaven. His unexpected passing left a huge hole in my heart, and I'm grateful every day for the reminders he sends through this chosen family. 
For those who may not know, my legal name is Jackie James, and I changed it to honor him. Being my stepdad and the best dad a person could ever ask for, our last names didn't match, and I always said that I would name my first child James to recognize, honor, and appreciate him. But again, I was planning on a blueprint that just wasn't meant to be for me, at least not right now. <laughs> that being said, I took control of what I could, and I changed my own name. Success means different things to different people. And growing up, like many of us, I thought there was some kind of external checklist and required time frame for doing things, right? For some, that is the case. But for me, my success checklist is internal and it's timeless. To me, success means believing in myself, choosing positivity, being kind, both to other people and to myself, adding value by sharing my passion and vision, and taking deliberate and thoughtful action to reach my goals. It's not something that can be achieved overnight, and it's not something that's done once it's done. You can't check it off. I wake up every single morning and continue to pursue my same purpose, my same dreams. Some days I fail, some days I do well. <laughs> but by having empathy for both myself and for other people, by putting ourselves in other people's shoes, by thinking differently and taking action with a clear goal in mind, by being happy and truly enjoying the process of becoming and improving ourselves for a higher purpose of serving others. That is what success means to me. Mic drop, whiskey sip. <laughs> All right, you guys, happy Friday night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for holding me accountable. Thank you for making my days brighter. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I'll chat with you next week. Cheers.